What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Hey Man Podcast, episode 25. I'm your host, Adam Shamim. I hope everyone's doing well, and I hope everyone is staying safe. Now, in today's episode, we've got a brand new guest, um, someone who, you know, me and him have mutual friends, but he's a good person to talk to. Um, and uh, he's pretty good at 2K, I must say. So here's my guy, Rocco. Um, what's the word, Rocco? Talk, talk to me, man. Um, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, today is Sunday, February 7th. And you know what that means? That means it is Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl, I think it's um, 50, 55. 55, yeah, 55. Um, and we have probably one of the best matchups that I've ever um, not like seen because obviously the game hasn't happened yet for this recording, but like probably one of the best matchups like on paper. Um, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously going for back-to-back Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes uh, and obviously their weapons on offense. And then we have obviously the GOAT, Tom Brady, going for ring number seven with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, trying to prove he still got it. So lots of storylines, uh, lots of, you know, uh, key matchups. I mean, this is going to be a very fun um, matchup for sure. And we're looking at the betting odds. Um, they're saying Chiefs uh, by at least three. Uh, and they're saying the over-under is 56 points combined by both of the teams. So just a quick uh, – what do you, you think is going to happen? Do you think that the Chiefs will cover the spread? Do you think that it's going to go over? Do you think it's going to go under 56? Like, what, what are your thoughts? I, I think the game will definitely go over 56. But th- the key thing for both teams is defense. Defense is going to be this entire game. Both of their offenses are, are really potent, in my opinion. And – if one defense just steps up, they're going to be the team coming out with the Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to – I was going to ask you, you know, the X factor, and I believe the X factor for both of the teams is, you know, the defense. And, you know, they have playmakers on both sides. And obviously the Chiefs have, you know, Tyron Matthew. Um, you know, they have um, Chris Jones. You know, they have they have good players on defense. And obviously the Buccaneers, you know, with Devin White, you know, um, Antoine Winfield has been – having an amazing rookie season, you know, he's had like three picks in the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, there's playmakers on both sides, but, you know, there's a lot riding on this matchup for both of these teams. You know, can the Chiefs, you know, start a dynasty, obviously winning last year, trying to go back to back. And, you know, you know, Rocco, it's very hard in the NFL, you know, to go back to back, you know, in in basketball, you know, we've seen the Warriors, they've gone back to back. We've seen, well, the Lakers like went back to back, you know, long time ago. Um, but in football, it's hard. Do you think it's harder in football to go back to back? It definitely is harder to go back to back in football because basketball. Sometimes you could just rely on a couple players. Football is the entire team. Football, the entire team has to be ready, and they got to step up. They got to play their best every single night. Basketball, sometimes they have bad cores, but two great players lead them to the ring. So then football you got to have the entire team yeah exactly because football football is 53 um players on the roster like the final roster and then basketball is about 15 players so obviously it's harder even like the nfl well the nfl has more teams in the nba like two more teams but then also you know um in a uh, football or in basketball there's 30 teams but you know there's conferences you know it's it's a lot different obviously um so who who do you think um will win the Super Bowl MVP? Super Bowl MVP, I feel like it's either going to be Tom Brady or Mahomes. Depends. It it just depends who wins the game because 
maybe there'll be an out of field one, but in my opinion, I feel like it's going to be the quarterbacks. Am I, I I could see obviously you know Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes winning it because you know they don't really give it to you know field player or like skill players like you know running backs or um or even a defensive player like I think in 2014 like the Seahawks had a defensive player who won it because they had pick six. Um, but you know I I hope that it's someone different because you know that would be a lot more fun to talk about. You know if if we're looking at you know players on the Chiefs that could win. Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Besides, um, Mahomes, you know, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey, obviously Ky- Clyde Edward Blair. You know, last year he's playing in the national championship for LSU, and now he's a rookie. He's going to into a Super Bowl, which is pretty wild if you think about it. And then obviously for the, obviously, um, I mean Leonard Fournette, he's starting to get his career back on track. You have Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, obviously, uh, and Gronk. You know, Gronk is a, uh, is someone who you know he's. I would say passes. Would you say would you say Gronk is past his prime, or would you say he's kind of just he's still got it? I, I would say right now it's his last window to like truly play like a star. He's leaving his prime right now. And and do you feel like with um, Gronkowski, you know, following Tom Brady to Tampa Bay, do you feel like that's ring chasing in a way? Because obviously that's a that's a common narrative in sports nowadays. You know, like. Players just going to the the best team to you know get get an easy ring. Do you feel like Gronk was a ring chase? I, I could see why people think it's ring chasing, but in my opinion, I think he he saw that Tom was going there. Like him and Tom are probably like really close friends. He he'll be like might as well if if he can try and squeeze one last ring out, get a number seven. Then I see why it's worth it. Yeah. Honestly, like, both of them are legends. Like, I feel like Rob Gronkowski is one of the best tight ends of all time, you know. Because in football, you really measure someone – in any sport, really, you measure someone on how many rings they have. So, you know, for example, in in football, um, I, I can't really think of a player who did like a – oh, Barry Sanders, for example. Barry Sanders never got a ring when he was playing for the Lions because their, their teams weren't that good. Um, but, you know – I feel like he's an exception because, you know, he's one of the greatest running backs of all time. Um, and, you know, a lot of other players. But, um, you know, the thing is, with um, with getting a Super Bowl, you know, it's like, especially this year, you know, you, you have to go through a lot. You know, you have to go through hard preseason camps. Um, obviously, like, in football, you know, you're, you're sore every week. You know, long practices. Um, you know, sometimes there's stuff going on within the – team you know coach getting fired you know owners not doing well so it, it, I'm honestly very very um I'm very proud of both teams you know for fighting through it sticking with it and you know getting to the Super Bowl especially you know with this pandemic going on yeah definitely it's it's gonna be hard considering there could be just a random like someone getting COVID on the team and then maybe the game will get postponed or like yeah it's difficult for them yeah, yeah honestly um, I mean, let's just let's just talk about like you know NFL and COVID. So, um, you know, you have um, you know, the beginning of the season, you know, things are going well, and then like middle of the season, you know, all these all these regular season games are getting pushed to, you know, Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights. You know, random football days because you know the the normal NFL schedules, you know, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, and sometimes Saturday night. But you know, these games are getting pushed to like Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and 
fan, you know that Ravens uh, Steelers game that was supposed to be on Thanksgiving. You know that got canceled about three times. Finally happened. Um, you know, like four weeks later. So I mean, it's kind of just uh, it's kind of just wild how how this season has gone. It definitely is. Like it it throws off the players too. Like if if someone's if you play a game on like Wednesday and you got to play another game on Sunday. That leaves less time to game plan, less time to strategize, less time to practice. It, it's insane. Yeah. And, I mean, like, the, these players have had to make so many sacrifices, you know, not being able to see their family for the holidays and whatnot. And, like, you know, daily COVID testing. And COVID tests are, like, I've never gotten COVID tests, but, like, it's very, very, like, uncomfortable because, you know, there's different ways they can do it. You know, stick the thing down your throat, down your nose, whatever it is. Um, and you know, it's tough. And then, and then like, you know, like you're getting all prepared for practice. Um, and then, uh, you know, you wake up early to find out that, you know, this coach or this player, you know, got, um, got a, like, got a positive test, you know, we're going to do virtual practice today. And, you know, and virtual practice is definitely, definitely difficult because, you know, it's, it's like, it's not what you're used to. And a lot of these players, you know, they're not, they've done stuff that they're not used to, you know, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. And, and what would you say, you know, is like, what would you say, like looking in as like a fan is like the biggest like test for players during this pandemic? I, I'd say the biggest test is the strive to keep going. Players are just going to lose it. Like, like you see, like in the NBA, like Kyrie Irving, he, he left the team for like weeks for, personal reasons that he has not come out at and that definitely negatively affected the Brooklyn Nets and now with Kevin Durant now having to sit out till Friday with COVID it's yeah he has to get that back and honestly like a lot of like star players you know in any sport you know they they may not even have the virus but you know contact tracing is a big thing nowadays and you know if, if they find out that you and and like for example, like the backup center for the the Chiefs, Daniel Kilgore, and I think um, I, I'm not sure if it was Sammy Watkins, but someone else, right? Or Demarcus Robinson was for the Chiefs. They they were getting their hair cut by a barber who actually tested positive for COVID, but luckily they were all wearing masks, so like no one had the virus. And all the tests, as we speak, have come back negative. So Super, Super Bowl still gonna be going on as played. Um, but you know, like it's just you start to kind of like feel like a sense of hopelessness. You know what I'm saying? Like you start to feel like, you know, what if, what if all this work that I'm doing, you know, to help the team, you know, what if it's just turning into nothing, you know? And, and that's kind of, that's kind of wild. And also, you know, a quick little, quick little kind of um, topic change, you know, college basketball, you know, all of these games are getting canceled and, and, and postponed and whatnot. And like, college athletes are different because they, they have another thing to worry about and that's school. So kind of like, what would you say would be like the biggest challenge for college athletes, you know, going through this pandemic? Um, listen, like some of the college athletes, like, yeah, school, very important for them and having to stress about basketball and maybe getting it postponed, but look at more of the big time players. They also have to worry about like, getting drafted to the pros and that that must be like a lot of things going through their head like going through college and having to play basketball at the top of your ability to eventually play with the pros it's got to be a lot for them yeah 
And and you know, you never really and like Michigan, for example, right now they're 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 the number four ranked team in the country. They've had to have like a two week pause. Then they extended their two week pause. And and like we were talking about earlier, you know, the momentum is kind of such a huge thing in sports. And then when you start to go on that pause and you're not and you don't play games for a while, you know, that kind of that messes with you a little bit because you know basketball and football, you know, they're like sport really, you know, it's all mental. You know, you you have to kind of get in the right mindset to play. Um, you know, the game of uh, football, basketball, soccer, whatever it is. So kind of uh, kind of crazy, you know, seeing I think like 80% of the college basketball schedule in like D1 has been uh, canceled or postponed or whatever the case might be. And, and that's pretty well, like, like, I don't know if you knew this, but like the Ivy League for basketball, it, like they're just not playing because of like the COVID case. So like Harvard, Yale, who are like decent programs, you know, they're not playing. So it must be hard on them, you know, it kind of just, well, I mean, like basketball, kind of their escape from, you know, the hard schoolwork or whatever. And, and, you know, now they can't even play. So that's kind of, that's kind of sucks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So now let's talk about, um, you know, we talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about COVID and everything. Now let's talk about the NBA. So, you know, the NBA um, is kind of, it's getting very competitive, you know, the bubble was very competitive and now, you know, they're, they're carrying it over, but you know, games are getting postponed. Games are getting canceled. Um, do you feel like the NBA has done enough to kind of keep the players safe? Do you feel like it's difficult? Like, how do you feel like if you were kind of Adam Silver, the commissioner, like what would you do as, as a, as the commissioner? In my opinion, I would have felt like they would have done a bubble straight up. It, just to like keep everyone safe, I I don't like the fact that they're like traveling around the country because that that's like you can get COVID from anywhere. Like, sure, Adam Silver just announced that they have to wear masks anytime they can, but I, I still think it's not enough. Yeah. They have to like put everyone in a like a isolated space and yeah. play basketball. I feel like. I feel like, yeah, but also the bubble cost about, like, $240 million, and the NBA is already losing money as it is, so I feel like this is, like, their only choice. But at the same time, I feel like kind of you, – you also have to kind of bring some blame. As much as we don't want to, you kind of have to bring some blame to, like, the players because sometimes, you know, they're not being responsible. They're not wearing masks. Like, he went to a, a party not wearing a mask. Uh, James Harden, obviously, in the beginning of the season, um, you know, he went to strip clubs and, and he kind of, you know, brought some like unnecessary like attention on the Rockets, whatever, whatever that might be. So do you feel like the player better? Like, do you feel like the blame should be on the players? Like, like, how do you feel about that? I, it's it's a collective thing. Like, sure, Adam Silver has some fault, but also the players do. It's it's a, everyone's job to stay safe and do what they can to stop spreading this virus. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, man. It's like you, you have to realize that, like, people are losing their jobs. People are losing their lives from this virus. And, you know, it's not like a hoax or anything. You know, this is a real thing. Um, even though the vaccine is, is coming, um, you know, very soon. Also, you know, not trying to get political or anything, but kind of should, like, main like mainstream sports athletes in like the major leagues in America do you think that 
the vaccine to kind of like keep the show going or or how do you feel about that i feel like at first they're, they're doing the right thing by getting it to the people who need it the most but in like the players they're all very healthy very strong people i feel like they don't need it first like yeah you can like wait for like if it when it's an emergency if you have like a player like saying like suffers from like lung problems and you should probably like give it to him um or something like that but you know i feel like if, if it's an emergency like if the nba like really 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 needs it then they they can like ask for it and i think they can get it um and you know like the nba is kind of it's kind of weird because like a lot of these like low level teams are like competing like the knicks are competing and like and like that's kind of a new thing like the raptors are not that good this year they're only 10 and 13 so kind of how do you you know there's new teams kind of getting into like that playoff picture and and kind of you know uh, contending listen it's this season has just been crazy the knicks have a great core and that's why they're competing with everyone else the Raptors are very meat. They're playing bad. They're underperforming. There are some like bright spots to them, like Fred Van Vliet. He just dropped like fifty four. Yeah. And yeah, the Miami Heat have also been doing poorly, but that could be to the because like a lot of, of their Butler. yeah, a lot of their players had like COVID and stuff, so they had to play like G League players. Um, yeah. and and also like the G League is doing like a bubble you know, setting. So I feel like, especially for them, because like for most of, for most of their games, like they haven't traveled by bus and, you know, they're not even like in the NBA yet. Like G league, I'm pretty sure is like low pay. So I feel like a bubble for them would be pretty good. And and then, you know, it like NBA teams would like, you know, check their G league uh, teams and see, you know, who could we pick up, who could we bring, you know, to our team. And, and I think that's a good thing. So Adam Silver announced that there's going to be an all-star game on, I think like March 7th, a lot of these players are very, very, you know, disappointed with that. You know, um, De'Aaron Fox coming out like De'Aaron Fox has the potential to be a first time all-star. But he he said that, like, it's stupid that, you know, that they're kind of going with the all-star game. And, you know, James Harden says, like, the season's already strong enough. You know, we, we don't really need we need a break. You know, Giannis said that he just wants to see his family. Um, LeBron said that, you know, he has no energy to do it. And, you know, obviously LeBron's like the biggest star kind of like, and we've noticed like the NBA, like a lot of their decisions kind of go through him, you know what I'm saying? Cause he's the star player, but like Chris Paul, he's the leader of the players association and they kind of went through it. So how do you feel about there being an all-star game? Should there be an all-star game, uh, which is going to, which is supposedly going to take place in Atlanta? Like how, how do you feel about all that? Honestly, I shouldn't feel like there's an all-star game because Bring all these players, like all from different parts of the country. It's, I feel like it's going to be insanity for them. And honestly, I feel like the NFL did it right. As boring as it was, they had a couple people. They played Madden for a couple hours, and I feel like that was definitely the right thing to do for the safety of the players. But the NBA, I feel like, is getting too risky bringing all these players in. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because, like, you know, like you have to do all of this like rapid testing and although like the all-star game, especially like the recent years because of like charity and all that, like, you know, it's starting to get very, very competitive. We saw in the 2020 all-star game, you know, that was one of the, one of the greatest all-star games of all time. And it was competitive and, you know, like NBA fans, as, as much as we want to see that, you know, we have to understand like 
players are coming from all different parts of the country. Um, they could be in close contact with people who have COVID. They could be asymptomatic. You know, there's so many factors that kind of uh, contribute. So, you know, the Nets, they have um, players like Kyrie, Katie, obviously James Harden. Um, you know, they have DeAndre Jordan, who's, you know, a serviceable center. You know, they have one of the best shooters in the NBA, Joe Harris. And, you know, they have a lot of, like, young, like, slept-on, like, undrafted players on their bench. And obviously their coach, Steve Nash, who, you know, one of the great offensive offensive minds uh, in the game. So do you feel like the Nets could get to the finals? Obviously, like, the biggest knock on them is their defense. Do you feel like they're all hyped? Do you feel like they – they could make a run. Do you feel like it's a championship this year? Like, how, how do you feel about that? I feel like they can definitely make a championship run, but that that trade for James Harden, honestly, it destroyed their entire core. It destroyed their chemistry. Obviously, Jared Allen and Torian Prince went to the Cavaliers. Karis LeVert eventually went to the Pacers. It's going to be insanity for them. Yeah, like, they have, like, you remember that Nets team when they had, uh, that Nets team when they had, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Karis Silver, you know, they had all those slept on players and they they had a good run. Um, they lost to 76 in the first round, but they had a very good run. And, you know, the, the South, uh, the Nets have, have um, built their team based off like young, you know, core players that, you know, you develop and they become stars. But now, you know, it's a championship now kind of mindset. You know, Kevin Durant's having one of the best, you know, injury comebacks of all time. You know, he tore his Achilles. Now he's averaging 30. You know, Kyrie... As toxic as he is, you know, he's still kind of he's still kind of getting it. You know, James Harden, he's not scoring as much now, but he's passing it. He's um obviously, you know, big help for them on the offensive end. Um, if you were kind of Steve Nash and you had to draw up a play and you're down one with like five seconds left, like who are you who are you gonna give the last shot to? Um obviously like they're all offensive minded, but James Harden, I feel like, has been doing much, do having, like, he's been doing too much playmaking, and he's not taking enough shots. I would still definitely give the last shot to KD, because like not a lot of people can contest him. He's like seven feet tall, and his wingspan is insane. I feel like he he'll get that shot and sink it perfectly every single time. Yeah, I mean, because he's got so many moves in his in his arsenal, you know crossover moves through the legs, you know, fadeaway jumpers. You know, he, Kevin Durant's one of the most unguardable players, I think, in the history of basketball. You know, the way he the way he kind of – he can get to the pain, he can shoot. Um, you know, it, it, it's a great – it's been great to watch him, you know, even though, you know, a lot of NBA fans hate him, you know, for going to the Warriors. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a true pleasure, you know, to watch someone like him, you know, score the basketball. So before we go, I just wanted to um, ask you – you know, quick question about, you know, the MLB. So the MLB is planning on like a hundred, like 154 games with like full pay. You know, some, some people are saying, you know, they're going to do 162 games. Um, How do you feel like the, the MLB should, you know, go about, you know, their season, you know, obviously um, April's like opening day, obviously the world series is around like October, November. Um. And, you know, like the MLB, like last year, they did a bubble, um, you know, for the World Series and the NLCS, ALCS, whatever. Um, how do you feel like they should go about, you know, the season now? I feel like this season should definitely be – there definitely should be a lot less games. I'd say, like, either, like, 90 to 100 would be a good number. And the 
I feel like the playoffs should be the same. They should like put everyone in the bubble. They did the playoffs very well, and that's kind of yeah. All right, so I want to say thank you so much uh, to my guy Rocco for hopping on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, everyone, stay tuned um, for the next episode. You know, I, I know I haven't been active, but you know we're we're coming out strong. You know, uh, it's February going into March. Well, I mean, we just started February. What am I saying? We're we're um, you know, grinding out February. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast, guys. It's gonna be a blast. Hope everyone does. Hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone enjoys the game. Uh, Rocco, what are your final words to everyone? Um, stay safe. Enjoy watching the Super Bowl. And honestly, thank you for having me here, Adam. Of course, it's of course. Been- Anytime, bro. Anytime. Thank you guys so much for listening. Talk to you soon. This has been the Hey Man Podcast, episode twenty-five. Love you guys. Take care.